Hey guys, before you start listening to this episode, I just wanted to give everyone a heads up that Emily and I had a few glitches with our microphone. Um, Nothing serious, but about five or six times throughout the episode, some static comes in, and it's hard to hear what we're saying, but I don't think the point is ever lost during the conversation. Um, And we were so happy with the content of this episode that we wanted to go ahead and keep it. Um, But just wanted to give you a heads up before you listen so that you're prepared for some static. Are you sure you can't smell my feet? Because they smell really bad. Yeah, I can't, but maybe I'm a little stuffy. Okay. (laughs) But thanks for checking. Welcome to the Whole Equestrian Podcast. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness. Discussing topics related to mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. Our mission is to promote health and happiness through our love of horses. I'm Emily Hamill. I'm a four-star level eventer, dedicated practitioner of yoga, Pilates, and meditation, personal development enthusiast, and plant-strong athlete. And I'm currently in Pennsylvania, enjoying the comforts of my own home. And I'm Tyler Held. I'm a professional groom with a master's in sports psychology. I'm a fitness and nutrition enthusiast, and I focus on positive thinking and motivating others. And I'm sitting next to Emily in her beautiful house. Yay! I like (laughs) recording here. It's fun. It is fun. Yeah. So, um, did you notice how I changed that part of my introduction? Yeah, that's different. Yeah, I just, I felt like mixing things up. And uh, words are so important with, like, how we view our identity. So I wanted to, you know, before I was an advanced level eventer, which, you know, I actually had ridden to the four star, but it was confusing because I'm still getting used to like the new star system. So I was like, advanced is easier, but I need to own that I'm a four star rider. You need to fill in your tattoo, really. I also need to do my tattoo and I need to add a star. Thanks FEI for changing the, uh, the, uh system. I think there's a lot of people with tattoos in that similar boat. That's a pretty common trend. Yeah. So anyways, I I thought it would be fun to just change it up a little bit. And I added Pilates because I've started to really get into that. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm enjoying that a lot. Um, I would say I'm, I am a dedicated practitioner. I haven't been doing it that long, but I'm dedicated. That's not like yeah. That's how I feel about yeah. jujitsu. Like when I started three months ago, but like I, one of the guys was joking. He's like, "Yeah, they have nine classes here a week. Tyler's t- here for twenty, you right. know, <laughs> just everyone." So, anyways, I just thought again, it would be kind of fun to change it up. Be proud of who you are, um, and the different things that are a part of the whole you. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I'll have to work on uh, a new intro for myself for next month. Yeah, I look forward to hearing that. uh, I'll get to work. Yeah. Anyway, this month's topic is cross-train your life, which was the runner-up in our Ask the Audience poll on topics, and we can't wait to get into it. But first, we have some housekeeping to do. If you've listened to the podcast before, welcome back. And if you haven't, welcome. As we stated in our introduction, our mission is to promote health and happiness through our love of horses. We start each episode checking in on some of the goals we're working on, which is a topic we discussed in episode one. Um, Then we talk about books we're reading and how they teach us about life and horses. Books, books, books. And then we'll (laughs) dive into... (laughs) Yeah, it's really fun. Um, We just like to read, so, you know, we talk about that. Um, And then we'll dive into the main topic. 
We round out each episode with listener questions and actionable advice. So if you ever have any questions, be sure to reach out to us on social media. We love the feedback or interaction, anything really. Yeah. Speaking of reching out, um, we got a new five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. And Tyler, I think you're going to read it for all of us. This one comes from username. Our last username, by the way, was OTTB Love. Yeah. So this five-star review comes from Being the Best Equestrian. Nice. It says, the whole equestrian is a great go-to space for considering the whole you and the whole equine. Oftentimes with interests, roles, life, and obligations, we lose little pieces of what matters most. This podcast is fun to listen to, helps me consider how I can use caring for me and how I care for my equine. I appreciate the candor, life examples, and humbleness that Emily and Tyler bring to this space of podcasts. I'd love to see more of a discussion on how you have each handled personal hardships, even when the outcome wasn't ideal. I love the breadth of audience they work to include in this podcast each month. Can't wait to listen more. That's fantastic. I was really like, I feel like that was a really well thought out and intellectual review, which really goes along with what we're trying to do here on our podcast. We have smart listeners. I love you guys. Yeah, that's so exciting. Um, But anyway, if you guys want to give us a review, we will happily read it on our next podcast. I mean, if you're brave enough so, too, you could leave your real name and yeah, and then, then we'd know. Right it, now, it's just a, a mystery. You'd get a real shout out on yeah. the air. But anyway, so please rate and review our podcast. Please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we dive into our goals. We shall. What have you been up to this month, Emily? Well, um, I haven't crossed off more. Okay. And I know I've said this a lot, but you get to a no, point no, no, in the a, year, yeah, you know, okay. and it's like you can't, you just can't keep crossing off, especially the ones that take a while. Yeah. But I am really close to finishing a couple of them. So my take a week long vacation with PJ, it is booked. We have paid for the flights, booked hotels, booked rental cars. Um, so it is serious it's happening um yeah and so now all that's left to do is find the perfect dress and hat because we're going to our friend's wedding like that was kind of the start of this trip we're doing like some things before and after the wedding but um yeah the main purpose is the wedding so we are so excited we're going last year when you got married it was so fun like i feel like we did all these parties like i think we had four parties just for your wedding yeah. Maybe five. We had a few. Yeah, yeah, great, great. But right now, now I just get to live through other people's weddings. Yeah. Mine's done, and it was awesome. But now I get to enjoy others. So, and especially, you know, it's pretty cool when they're abroad. Yeah. It's going to be in Wales, which I've never been to Wales. So, super excited. Um, and then the other one is to sell a horse with PJ. Again, PJ is my husband, if you guys haven't kind of picked up on that one. Um, So our sales horse is going really well, and we've had a lot of interest in him around the barn, and we haven't even advertised. Um, So, and then there's this one girl who we're working out the final details, but fingers crossed it should be good good to go. And it would be a great home, so I, I really hope that that 
works out. And then next month you could say check. Check. Yeah. Check, check, check. Um, and then that pretty much does it because I've been trying to sign up for a vegan cooking class, trying to take the steps, but yeah. I haven't been able to find any. I have a few friends that are chefs. I wonder okay. if I could reach out to them and be like, look, we want to take a vegan cooking class. Can you put one together for us? Yeah, and I could maybe get some other people interested. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. We could do it here. That'd be great. Okay, okay. all, all right. right. So, um, Tyler, what, what are you doing with your goals? All right, so um, my easy checks, I've kind of checked a lot of those yeah. off. I have, I'm kind of the same with you. I had a few goals... Um, are not like super measurable or specific which maybe mm -hmm. I should go back and rewrite my goals for next year next year we'll have a better idea um, but one of my goals was to make sure that I uh, made sure to reach out to my friends while I was traveling mm -hmm. um, because I know that traveling a lot for horses and stuff you tend to lose your connections and everything like that so I was just traveling in Montana for my birthday and well not for my birthday I was there it was my birthday um I was at there a show. at a horse, <laughs> show. At a horse I was show at a horse on show on your birthday <laughs> on my birthday sorry for the word vomit uh but I made an extra effort to make sure I touched base with my friends and my family I had phone calls with Emily um, I was Snapchatting the girls back home because I know how hard they work to keep things going to make it possible so that I can go to the big shows and um, that's such a huge part of what makes it all possible. So I felt like that was like good yeah. um, doing my goals. Um, that's great because yeah. like it is easy to just get sucked into the horse show and not stay connected with people. Yeah, but, so but that, your hand grazing, great. you yeah. can pick up the phone and call as long as your horse is being calm and yeah. everything like that. Um, another one of my goals that I thought I'd mention, um, because we're going to talk about cross training today, was to focus more on form at CrossFit. Um, when I first started to like really want to lift the heavier weights and do all the moves, I kind of just wanted to get it done and didn't focus on form so much, which is not good. Not good. Um, and I've slowly been chipping away at like really dialing in on some of the movement patterns that I need to get better at and I've really felt the benefits of that in my increased body awareness <clears throat> which is all topics that we're going to talk about today. yeah so and that body awareness is just so important and transfers to riding so yeah, yeah. yeah. cool um high alert on a goal that I might not reach is to get a personal best 5k um after starting to jujitsu like running has not been a thing for me as much that's yeah, okay things change yeah you know but i did go for and a run this week so maybe like i it's still yeah the I mean, year is still young we still and have there's some a lot of 5ks to choose from right around here well and I, even if i just run 3.1 miles in like my personal yeah best time i think i'll that's count doable. i'll think yeah. i'll count that maybe like december that will be my goal yeah. because we won't have as many horse shows and i'll be in florida and everything so um oh. I also need to work on taking a non-horse related vacation, going paintballing, and organizing my retirement fund, which it just doesn't sound fun, the last one. but Yeah, and it's hard too when you're so young and like that's so far off retiring, but you have to start now. I will say like two years ago, I actually did put the money away for retirement, but you're supposed to like invest it in things and yeah. I don't... I don't know anything about that. Yeah, I think you need to speak with a professional 
um, which is not me. I know a guy who knows a guy, <laughs> so, so hopefully. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure you can work that out. All right, well, time for our favorite segment. Books, books, books! Books, books, books! So, um, I guess I'll go first. Uh, this is a warning. If there are any children listening, please put your earmuffs on. Boop. Okay. So, the first book that I read this month is uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson, and it was recommended by Tyler, and it did not disappoint. This was extremely entertaining while being um, really thought-provoking. So, I just, I love this book. It was, it was really good. so good. He wrote another one, actually, and I, so... Yeah, it's relatively new, Yeah, right? I want to We'll have that. to get that. Maybe yeah. we can, like, split the fee and then... And then share, share it. it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, um, side note, I got yeah. a, my mom got an Amazon email about a book that I bought. Apparently it had gotten um, some third-party vendor and they didn't mm. want to endorse it. And they said, this product might be harmful and you need to throw it away immediately because like, they don't trust oh. products that they didn't provide, this yeah. like, third-party one. And I'm like, this is a book. And I'm like, I let someone <laughs> borrow that book. <laughs> Do I need to tell him? Probably not. Okay. I think it's all right. I don't... I mean, unless they, like, lace the pages of the book with something (laughs) dangerous. I don't know. Who knows? Um, So, anyway, back to the book. Um, So, kind of the description of the book is a counterintuitive approach to living a good life. And basically... um, It kind of boils down to choosing what to give a fuck about. So it says, like, the art of not giving a fuck, but you're actually... It's like you're choosing what you care about. Right. It's it's kind of a good, funny way of saying, like, you're responsible for your circumstances. Yeah. So um, there were a million things that stood out to me in this book, but obviously we can't spend the whole podcast on this. Um, so I'm just going to share a couple, couple things with you guys. So one quote from the book was, everything comes with an inherent sacrifice. What pain do you want in your life? What are you willing to struggle for? So, um, I guess this was such a kind of a, an important topic to me because you know, too too often everybody just wants to be like happy and everything to go well, and that's great, and you should want that. But like, it doesn't just happen. You have to like work really hard and sacrifice some things to get to that point. And like, you're never. I don't know. Is it you know? What no, I mean, I mean and like, like especially in the horse world too. It's like everything comes with a sacrifice. I spend a lot of weekends like working and doing horse shows that I'm not out at like a barbecue with my family or the beach or the beach yeah but I think like for me personally like I also look at like you know my college career I finished college at 19 but but I didn't drink or party at at college I I just don't really feel like I'm gonna think that I missed out on playing beer pong when I'm yeah 60 years Um, old from personal experience you didn't miss anything because <laughs> I played a lot of that but um anyway like yeah no it's it's just um I'd rather take you're gonna always sacrifice something because yeah. you can't do everything so it's again choosing what is most important to you and being okay with what you're missing I yeah. guess 
For sure. Um, and then this is kind of a funny story. So um, I guess the author, Mark, he, when he was younger, he wanted to be a rock star. And um, this quote kind of stuck out to me. So it says, Despite fantasizing about this for over half my lifetime, the reality never came to fruition. And it took me a long time and a lot of struggle to finally figure out why. I actually didn't want it. I was in love with the result, the image of me on stage, people cheering, me rocking out, pouring my heart into what I was playing, but I wasn't in love with the process. And that is just like so important and you see it all the time in horses there's young riders who like think they want to be olympians and they like like the idea of it and that's great but then they don't want to necessarily put in the work and enjoy the process yeah and like you have to like the process because it nothing like your end result isn't guaranteed there's so many factors so if you aren't in love with the process you may want to reconsider because this is way too hard to right. do. Well, and even otherwise. even if you do get the end result, the next Monday is still a Monday. You know, like you win, yeah. you win a gold medal. That doesn't really like change these people that right make it to the top, and they still have to make a living. It's not just like wow, I did this and and that's it. Yeah, you have to love the process because right because you're gonna start it again. Like you win that gold medal, and then the next day you're starting the process again with another horse or whatever yeah so I thought that was cool and then um I'll just one more okay I was gonna say I'm just looking at these more. notes here and you made the whole podcast about this I know book. I'm not okay you guys need to read it but I'm just gonna say this and then it's gonna be done so um another quote as the old adage goes the man who believes he knows everything learns nothing we cannot learn anything without first not knowing something. The more we admit we do not know, the more opportunities we gain to learn. So I think that's really pretty self-explanatory. I'm going to leave you guys with that. Mull it over, get the book. Yeah. Maybe we should get a discount, Mark Manson, for I know. promoting you on our show. Exactly. Maybe we can get a free book, his new book. I'm going to we'll reach out that. to him. I'm yeah. going to email him our podcast. And just one more thing. This was so good. I dog-eared a lot of pages. Sorry, Tyler, because it is your book. That's well, If we can't <laughs> so, get Mark to get us the new book, maybe you buy the next one, and then yeah, I'll dog-ear the crap perfect. out of it okay. for you. Fair. All right. Moving on. Um, the other book that I read was The Tattooist of Auschwitz by Heather Morris, and it was based on the true story of Lael Sokolov, who was the tattooist of Auschwitz, like okay. hence the title. Um, and it was just really interesting because um, it's basically a love story. Like, I mean, it's a lot of stuff about life in the camp, but it kind of turns into this love story. And it was just interesting that you could find love and humanity in the midst of such horror and loss. Um, and so it was, it was another good read. Like, this was a good month for books. Um, I was really happy with it. But one quote, just one from this book, okay? Okay. Um, he's speaking to Gita, who's like his love interest, and they're obviously both in the concentration camp, so just kind of picture that. So he says to her, choosing to live is an act of defiance, a form of heroism. Um, 
I have been given the choice in the destruction of our people, and I have chosen to do so in order to survive. I can only hope that I am not one day judged as a perpetrator or a collaborator. Um, and then going back to a vow that he made at the beginning, like when he showed up at Auschwitz, he his vow was to survive and see the responsible pay. And so to me... Like, that's a why. You know, we've talked yeah. about a why. Like, yeah. that is a very strong why. Like, you're going to live another day in this horror so that hopefully someday you can kind of bring some people to justice. And I don't know. It, it was very interesting. And I don't want to give away the ending, but I was, it was pleasant. Okay, good. <laughs> so, good. I like pleasant endings. Yeah. Anyway. All right. What have you been reading? Okay, um, let's see. This month I read a book called Body, Mind, Mastery by Dan Millman. Um, the book was all about the mindful side of sports. Um, it was written by a gym, gymnast. Um, so I thought it was really applicable to this month's episode and some of the topics we'll be talking about. Um, body awareness being a powerful connection between our body and mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've talked about that before. Like Sometimes you're really disconnected from your body and doing physical activity is one of the ways to like kind of really become present right um and that's what this book was about and he includes a peaceful warrior warm-up which is a four minute um mindful movement to help you align your body and mind for intense training um and he makes the argument that doing a little bit every day is better than nothing at all or committing to a 30-minute stretching routine that you won't actually follow through with, um, which I thought was really cool because yeah. I beat up on myself sometimes. I'm like, I need to be like a more dedicated yogi and everything yeah. like that. But I do like incorporate mindful movement every single time I'm working out or every single time I'm at the gym. Some of my movement is mindful movement and stretching. Yeah. So... No, that's good. And I think to note that, you know, doing a little bit is better than doing nothing. And I've had to adjust my morning yoga um, just because of time constraints. Like, I still do it, but I was, like, I used to be doing minimum half an hour. Um, but now that I have the sail horse, I'm having to, like, get up extra early to ride before work. and Which is great. Like, I like doing it, but unless I want to be getting up at, like, 3.30 or 4 every morning. Yeah. It's just not possible to do a whole half an hour. So I do, like, maybe 15 minutes and then, you know, do a 10-minute meditation where, again, I, like, used to want it to be longer. But, you know, just doing a little bit and being able to adjust your routine and not beat yourself up about it. Yeah. I think is important. So, anyway. Uh, the next book I read was called The Way of the Fight by Georges St. Pierre. Um, He's an MMA fighter, and he wrote the book while he was recovering from knee surgery, which I think is a good point to make because as a very active person, I fear what, like, my mental state will be in time of an injury. Like, it sucks. And I've been there. Like, I broke my collarbone, and I didn't make good use of the time. Yeah. Um, It's hard. It's hard. Because, like, you're just kind of like, I want to be doing the things, but I can't. I can't be doing the things. Like, you can't even put your hair in a ponytail. It's super frustrating. Um, And I think I really, like, 
value what like what I get to do with my body on an everyday basis but if I string my identity too far into that then what happens when I do get hurt so realizing even before I do that there are options that I am someone that likes to use my mind as well and I would love to write a book um and so that was like a good I don't know the book is about so much more than just the fact that he was injured but I think that's a really good point to make especially with people who are struggling in the horse industry injuries happen all the time yeah um and I'm also like I need to get deviated septum surgery so I feel like if I get hurt like if I break a limb you may as well just get it all done I should probably get my deviated septum fixed I mean that that makes sense remind me kill two birds with one stone yeah um and the other thing that's really interesting as I've gotten into kind of this world of jujitsu and martial arts and fighting and stuff like that um he says that he doesn't actually like fighting um it's another case of like body mind mastery he basically views it as like working smarter not harder and focusing on training the weaknesses and he talks a lot about like the mental strategy that he employs but at the end of the day he's like i don't like like fighting people yeah i'm just make like i'm making my living and you know getting better every day so just interesting that's really interesting because like that's where i kind of struggle with this new <laughs> road that you've taken is i'm just like i'm more of a lover than a fighter so just the idea of like beating people up I know that's not actually what you're doing but like to me I'm like I don't want want to I know but like honestly the more the more that I dive into it like the people that make it to the top are like the people that are so just like secure in their own mind and body and like especially at jujitsu like the black belts they're like the chillest people ever and it's not it's not aggressive it's like I know, like, it's more like human chess. Okay, the MMA, maybe I can't vouch for that. I haven't actually yeah. really watched any MMA fighting. Maybe they're a little bit more brutal. Yeah. But, like, especially with jiu-jitsu, to me, it seems like if you're going to make it to be a higher-level belt, you have spent 10 years-plus of dedicated practice that's deliberate drilling. And, yeah, I mean, that's just something that takes inward devotion discipline and someone who's really aggressive and angry and wants to do it just to hurt people like is not going to make it to that level yeah that makes sense because they're probably gonna do harm to themselves in the process yeah too, and yeah like and yeah. like you know if you have an ego you're gonna get frustrated you're gonna give up you're gonna yeah. you know get hurt you're gonna be do stupid things so like that's how I see it as yeah. like a no, that's a, novice that's a good way to in. look at it. Um, that makes me feel a little bit better. I do have a bump on my head from jujitsu last night. Oh man, I got thrown into the like side of the jit. Well, I was trying to escape yeah. a move, and he was trying to like not let me escape. And then we got way too close to the edge of the gym, and I hit my Uh-oh. head. Is I've it padded? Got, I have an actual bump. Well. Yeah, the room is, like, padded, but okay. the gym equipment that's sitting... It was, like, a ball of some sort, like a... a metal? A, a, yeah, it was metal. A ball of metal? Yeah, I hit my head on a oh, ball no. of metal. My oh, temple no. hurt this morning. It took me a, a long time to figure out why. I was like, oh, yeah. 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 I hit my head last night, so it was fine. That's all right. 
Um, the last book I read, I'm not going to talk about for very long because I cannot explain it to you whatsoever. Like, I was utterly confused. There was parts that I was like, wow, this is really interesting and I'm going to get this. Um, but for the most part, it was completely over my head. It was actually a textbook. Um, Why do you do that to yourself? That sounds horrible. You have to work on your weaknesses and challenge yourself. So I picked up an introduction to metaphysics because I was like, wow, what is metaphysics? Yeah. I mean, you hear the word, but it's like, what does it really mean? It was like super duper weird. Like it was talking about what is like if X causes why like can it can we really say that something causes another thing and okay. analyzing all the steps that go into that so yeah. okay like if i push you did i really push you or is there an alien in my head controlling me like it literally had examples like that in a book wow and like saying like a unicorn is a thing but it's not a thing you know i literally like i could spit out random facts like the apple is blue and like Stuff like that was in the book. I can't make it up, but that's like a real science that's out there. So, so just maybe not your bag. I, I'd like to maybe study philosophy one day. Yeah, you know that. I think that's a little more I like you. Could, it's easier to grasp. metaphysics I is mean, part of philosophy though. So, yeah, well. um, but yeah, like free will. I don't know. If <laughs> someone knows a lot about metaphysics, maybe you can tutor me up. Right. I'm sure that maybe there's someone out there. Anyway, so that covers our books, but just kind of a little side note on that. I want to work on creating a Goodreads page. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, so that it's easier for our listeners to find the books that we mention, if I you're interested. Do so do have a list on my phone of the books that I've read. Yeah. So that will be... And I like started to set up a page for the whole equestrian, but it's not... Like, I haven't... I added, like, two books, but... I think it'd be cool if we, at some point, when yeah. we have time, yeah. do that. So, um, stay tuned on that. All right, main topic time. Cross-train your life, which we already have touched on in kind in, of all aspects of this yeah. podcast already, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. Um, I think before we dive into the topic, one of the most important things to say about cross-training is that without actually meeting our listeners individually and talking to them one-on-one, -on -one, it would be incredibly impossible to come up with a specific cross-training program because fitness, like nutrition, is not one-size-fits-all. So instead, we like to focus on areas you can improve through cross-training, both physically and mentally, and some generalized suggestions for things that might help. Like, I think me and yeah. Emily have our interests and we're probably gonna be biased to talk about our interests for cross-training. Um, I think number one thing is to just have some sort of cross training and if it's right for you, it's right. Yeah. And if you haven't found something that you enjoy doing for cross training, you probably haven't found the right thing. Like yeah. there's gotta be something out there for you. So, um, and I think anything can, you can apply any, any physical thing. You can really take parts of that and apply it to your riding. Yeah. There's got to be something you can take away from it. So, um, yeah. I'm all about the metaphors and stretching thing. Like, yeah. I think a couple people have looked at me when I'm, like, doing X, Y, and Z. They're like, why are you doing that? I'm like, I'm doing it to become a better groom. And they're like, mm, that's not quite how it works. I'm like, not in your mind, but in my mind it does. <laughs> that, so. that is how it works. So, all right. 
first thing, um, kind of, so we're going to break it down to like some physical things for cross training and then mental things. Yeah. So, um, you want to start with our research? Sure. sure. Um, so obviously like when you're talking about cross training, I think a lot of the picture that comes to every mind is like strength training and just at the gym you do sets of reps and everything like that and it doesn't have to be obviously strength is important um, but you can build strength in all sorts of different ways and I think a misconception of strength is just like big muscles and that's coming from someone who does have somewhat big muscles but <laughs> she's got guns people she's got um, guns really like there's so much more strength in mobility so it's not hey can I just pick up this thing and put it down it's oh no like can I be functional about that can I lift a trash can and dump it into the dumpster and that's why like I want to be strong personally yeah um from a riding perspective I think strength is important too like if you're going to burn out on your cross-country course yeah. or anything like that but even just as a groom and someone who works in the barn part of the reason I started going to the gym was on those long horse show days when I'm on my feet for 15 hours and mm -hmm. dumping water buckets moving hay like it gets heavy and it gets tiring so if I can build up my strength where I'm doing things that are going to be harder than lifting a water bucket right. or lifting a hay bale, then all of a sudden when I'm working in the barn, it's so much easier for me. And yeah. this is coming from someone who at my very first working student job, like I could not pick up a full water bucket. I find that really hard to believe. I believe you, but like now I'm like, what, what do you mean you couldn't pick up a full water bucket? I've been picking up full water buckets since I was like eight. Okay. Come well, on, Tyler. I couldn't do it. I literally bought a hose for the barn because I was like, this is ridiculous. And I think we talked, our, our review talked about, you know, wanting to us to dive into our struggles a little right. bit more. And I don't know. I feel like right now in my level of fitness and like after a couple years of dedication to it I'm one of those people that sometimes other people look at and they're like I don't know how she does that like all yeah. the things that she does and I used to look at everyone else like that like yeah. if you had told me three years ago four years ago CrossFit I was like no no way like I'd never be able to do CrossFit like lifting weights or yeah doing a handstand push-up even last year that seemed impossible to me so if you think that you're okay this is a good analogy if you look at someone who has muscles and you're like well they have muscles because they're athletic no like they have muscles because they're going to the gym and they're putting yeah, and the work in built that yeah. i didn't start with muscles i put in the work and now i have muscles and i keep putting in the work um and it's yeah. not about just having muscles but I think it's about having the strength to get through your day. Yeah, and like functional movement and lifting yeah. and yeah. yeah, being able to do all of that. And I think, um, you know, again, just I think we'll probably touch on that later, but the body awareness and knowing how to use your strength properly. Right. Well, and that's like, you know, 
doing a proper deadlift is just learning how to properly pick something up from the ground and put it down. And there's like a huge revolution um, in the CrossFit advertising right now that's they're showing pictures of an old lady like reaching down to pick something up from the ground or like to reach for something off the cabinet. Like it's not necessarily like, hey, I'm going to just like pick up this weight. It's I'm going to use my body properly and not get hurt while I'm doing things like moving show trunks in and out from a horse show. Right. Cool. So that kind of takes us into body alignment and posture. Yeah. Because that helps with strength and, yes. and lifting. Yeah. Um, and I think just being aware of your body alignment is half the battle. Absolutely. Like maybe more than half the battle. Like you need to kind of be... Um, just understanding of where, where your body is and like knowing your weaknesses, like everybody's going to be uneven somewhere. So just, um, kind of knowing that and working towards aligning yourself, I suppose. Right. And I think Emily, you can shed some light on like how that can affect the horses, like especially, you know, if you're riding dressage and trying to do a movement and your weight is off balance in the saddle, like that's going to affect it. Like you have more experience on it than I do. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and like just small things can affect that, but it's interesting if you watch a lot of riders, like even really good riders, if you stand directly behind them, a lot of times their shoulders aren't even and their hips aren't even. Cause like, you're just naturally going to be uneven. You know, you're going to want to use your dominant side more. And so, again, it's just, like, knowing the weakness and then working towards making it stronger. Like, for me, I have a hard time sitting on my right seat bone. And then that affects, like, let's just say, uh, when I do shoulder into the left, if I'm not connected on that right side, I can't actually move the shoulders well. Um, and then it becomes more about the inside aids instead of the outside. So it's a matter of like knowing that now that I really understand that and can feel the difference between when I'm using that part of my body correctly and not, it definitely makes a difference in the movement. Right. And so that's where having something that you're doing outside of riding, such as jiu-jitsu, yoga, Pilates, anything that's going to teach you how to move your body, even just lifting weights. Like if you can become very aware of the movement patterns that your muscles are creating. And I think no matter what your chosen cross training is, like there's um, correct form for any of it. Like there's correct form for each yoga pose and each like Pilates movement you know what I mean and like so I think the more you do that the more you're just aware of your your form in general right well I mean same thing if you're an amateur rider and you spend all day in the office and you're like listening to this you're like well maybe I don't have time to go to the gym even if you spend all day at the office and you sit with your shoulders slouched and rounded forward, and that's how you spend your entire day in front of your computer, then 
you get on your horse and your shoulders are rounded forward like they right. shouldn't be, it makes sense because our bodies make patterns like that. So if you want to change it and you're like, wow, like I'm really having trouble ha- getting my shoulders back when I ride, well, start to really gauge into it at your desk. Yeah. Sit back, shoulders down. And I think that's a common, like the shoulders back for everybody. Yeah. Like I have to there's probably a hundred times throughout the day where I'm just like, okay, and I do like a little shoulder roll, and I just... Uh, me and Emily uh, are doing so many... We, yeah, we, we need, need to actually to live video, video our podcast because we're like, we're rolling our we're shoulders. And, yeah, you can talk about it. Oh, my shoulders. Okay, you gotta <laughs> open that chest. Anywho. So, all right, um... I don't want to like confuse you by jumping around the page too, but I feel like the the tie-in for me there um, is one of the things that I have loved about Mm jujitsu is I actually really struggle with being aware of my body. Um, I talked about focusing more on form at CrossFit. It's like you're doing this. I'm like, no, I'm not. And when I used to horseback, like when I ride rode competitively, I was like hey, can you put your leg on? And I always thought my leg was on when it wasn't. Yeah. Um, and actually, the awareness of your body um, is actually a sense called proprioception, your awareness mm-hmm. of your body in space. And if you have injuries or if you have poor movement patterns, your proprioception is not working as it should. Um, so, like, you know, you think you're straight, but you're actually leaning forward because your body has perceived that you've been straight the whole time. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. Um, So for me, like being able to work weightlifting or certain moves that I'm supposed to be moving my body, that is so helpful to me because when I'm working with horses on the ground, I know that any little movement of my body is going to affect them. Like they're so in tune to body language, like especially lunging sometimes, like the the simple turn of the shoulder. Mm Mm-hmm. And you don't even realize you're doing it if you're not aware of where your body is in space. Yeah. So I thought that was super interesting. I think that's really helpful. Um, Do you want to keep going through the rest of your Um, your, uh, cardiovascular health? We're jumping into that. Okay, let's talk about cardiovascular health. Okay. Emily. (laughs) You have some notes on I do have some notes. So, all right. As far as this topic goes, um, it's no surprise that my chosen activities are Pilates and yoga. Um, So, for yoga, I really enjoy, um, like, if I want to get a good cardio workout, a vinyasa flow class. So, it's just lots of movement with the breath like in pretty short order and you get a surprisingly good workout and um you know if I'm really feeling up for it I'll do like a hot yoga class Mm -hmm. and man that I want to go back to hot yoga but I'm scared (laughs) yeah I mean it's it's intense it's it's hot and you get a good sweat um I would much rather like I, I think I prefer warm over hot but some days I'm like give me hot so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then 
for Pilates to get a really good cardio workout, I like to do their cardio sculpt class. And this class is so amazing. And I'm not gonna do a great job of explaining it because it's something like you have to see unless you're like familiar with the Pilates equipment. But they have this one thing called a reformer and you lay on it and it's like on these springs and you just like slide back and forth and you use this there's this foot bar or in the cardio sculpt class they put this jump board at the end so you're like laying on your back and your feet are against the jump board and then you like push off the jump board and your thing your carriage that you're on like flies back and then you have to catch yourself and like land quietly back on the jump board so you're basically doing jumps but like horizontally instead of vertically so there's not as much impact and it is so much fun you feel like you're flying and then you have to like do these different movements like jumping jacks where you jump out and then you have like weights in your hands and you kick your legs out and then you have to bring them back so you land quietly on the jump board because if you don't bring your legs back you just like you it's bad I haven't done it but I've seen people do it in the <laughs> class there's like this horrible noise and it's, it's bad like you just you don't want to do that. You've got to land on your feet horizontally. This sounds Please crazy. YouTube it. It's so much fun, and I get a great workout. Um, and so kind of going into Pilates a little bit more. Um, yoga and Pilates does this, but, like, I started doing Pilates because I really wanted to work on my core strength more um, to help build, like, a healthy and strong back. Uh, because I earlier this year had some serious issues with my back like I tore a disc and then I had to get it injected and a lot of times back problems are caused by not being strong enough in your core and I've always thought I was really strong in my core but like since starting Pilates I feel so much more solid and it's helped my seat tremendously and it's just like pretty amazing actually well and like I think a good point to make here is like it doesn't take a rocket scientist like if you feel like you're slumping in your core on your ride or like you don't feel strong going over a jump or you come off a cross-country course and you're completely out of breath okay we need core strength we need cardiovascular health what are activities that we can do to improve these things because unfortunately or maybe fortunately because cross training is great um, just riding more is probably not going to do enough to get the core that next yeah, step up for sure. or to get your cardiovascular health that step up and it's not going to take a huge commitment like there are things called Tabata workouts that take eight minutes fantastic improvement for your cardiovascular hmm. health yeah that's a good point um so just another thing with the yoga um I find that the yoga really helps me to see like differences in each side of my body um and you can again feel it's about that body awareness and feeling where you might be stronger on one side or than the other. Um, you know, I can a lot of the forward roll over my left shoulder, but not, but not my your right. right. Yeah, it's really embarrassing. And it's like, I mean, you see it in the yoga poses, like in tree pose. If you're putting your your foot on your leg, like either on your thigh or your calf, 
and then kind of turning your um, knee out to open your hip, like I can really feel if one side is, I'm pretty even now, but yeah. like when I started, I was not. And also like pigeon is a good one. Yeah. You, you know that yeah, one, Yeah, I right? love pigeon. I love it. It feels good. That's one of the mindful movements that yeah. I do incorporate into my everyday life, even if I'm not practicing. Yeah. Yoga. I do pigeon stretch almost but every day. But there you can really feel your hips and, and find those unevennesses or not. Um, but yeah, and then remember when we did that aerial yoga class? Yes. That was really eye-opening because, like, if you were uneven at all and you were up in your, what was that called again? The hammock? The hammock kind of thing. And, like... It was a ribbon. Oh, yeah, a ribbon ceiling. that you, like, aerial yoga yourself up equipment. in. Yeah, but, like, if you were uneven, your thing would, like, spin or, like, it just wouldn't work. So, I aerial yoga, I want to do more of that, but... Well, I think it's interesting, too, like... You are emotionally imbalanced out there because you're a human being. Yeah. Yeah. You had random patterns of movement based on like your injuries and everything like that. Like every single person is not going to be 100%, you know, even, even on both yeah. sides. But what we can do is we can become aware of that unevenness and address it. So, you know, work the one side opening it up doing some stretching foam rolling myofascial release all like you can get into a deep dive of that yeah but I think it's really interesting with riders like especially at the professional level they all kind of have their movement pattern quirks and they will all wear down their saddles the same way and it's like you know mm -hmm. it's just slightly uneven and, and everything like that and I think a lot of times, like, all of their horses will go better one way than the other oh, just yeah. because of the strength in, in oh, themselves. Oh, for sure. I noticed that yeah. a lot. So, um, just but yeah, doing those, all of these things are going to improve your overall feel on a horse, for yeah. sure. Um, and then just one last thing that um, is important to touch on and really is brought out in my chosen CrossFit things is breathing and I'm sure oh. for you too but yes. like um moving with the breath and being able to send your breath to like tense areas yeah um to like release some of that I was doing it like one of the girls um that works with me right now has really really tight hips like I cannot even like get them to stretch like above her head yeah and I know in yoga it's like a very common thing to like breathe into a tension area yeah. and like release it and so I was like okay, like, breathe into that area and release. And, like, finally, like, she was able to, like, let go of some of the pain and get some motion to that area. Yeah. I can't tell you any of the science behind why it works, but it does. So It's got to be something with that mindfulness and then just, like, I don't know. Yeah, breathing I, is super But important. breathing, yeah, being aware of your breath. It's... And I think a lot of people, like, I think a common um, thing that I get with like sports psychology coaching is like I just like I froze and I held my breath that's the worst thing that you can do when you freeze yeah come back to the breath because immediately like you're at least thinking about something right that's so good. I don't that's a good there point. is science behind breath like we I'll get into the research eventually maybe we'll do a whole podcast on breathing. just haven't read the book yet yeah um but Speaking of science, can I science it up a little bit? Please do. Okay, and let's I, move on to your stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I talk, I've talked about like CrossFit and jujitsu, yeah. like moving hay bales, lifting the trash can properly into the dumpster, but 
basically <laughs> signs it up, Tyler. Signs Come it on. up. Okay, let's hear it. Um, I want to talk about why you should do like how you do anything is how you do everything, right? This is in habits. This is in life. Like if you're going to leave something not completely done like that's the kind of person you are you're just going to be the kind of person that doesn't follow through with things right um so any of these cross training programs that you're going to do if you feel like you are bad the first time you do it it's because there's no neuro connections happening yet right so like for me my body awareness i feel like i don't have great body awareness but through training I've been able to do skills that I never thought possible um and there's actually structures in your brain called myelin 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 word vomit again um myelin sheath which is a fatty fatty coating around the neurons um, and they actually allow electrical impulses to transmit quickly and efficiently along the nerve cells so if you're doing a movement for the first time there probably isn't a strong connection between the neurons that are firing in your brain for that movement pattern but with repetition you're basically making this connection strong stronger based um the analogy they make is like you're walking through a big pile of snow and the first time it's really deep snow you just have like four footprints through it right yeah and then the more you walk through the snow the bigger the trench is going to be and also the easier it gets to walk through so the more you repeat the movement the easier it gets because you've done it before yeah that's that's a really good example and i think like yeah. i don't know like if you get left behind at jumps or you feel like you're not getting in two point properly like nobody think about the first time like you learned how to post the trot that was like that's a hard one for people. The hardest thing to do, right? I mean, hardest. No, I, I was just gonna brag for one second, but then I thought of <laughs> my first riding lesson. They taught. They were like, "Okay, this is how you post," and like I picked it up, started it like right away. Not to. I just had to throw that in wow. there. Wow, so most people... Emily's a natural, which goes against everything that the science says about learning <laughs> But most learning people, that is a really difficult thing to do. So posting the trot. So, like, if you think about that, like, okay, so, like, why would you expect anything else you do? Like, you immediately are able to do it well. Yeah. We need to repeat things, and we need to do them properly. So, you know... Same thing like I talked about earlier, like if you're sitting at your desk, don't be hunched over because that's just going to affect your riding. Yeah. Um, when you're practicing something, it should be how you want to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think video is a really good tool for this. Um, like I said, I have really bad proprioception. I have really bad awareness of what my body looks like in space. It's getting better. It is. Well, but didn't silence the phone bad emily to this day like if you take a video of me jump roping and doing the crossfit double unders where you make the jump rope pass underneath you twice yeah like i'm getting it done at this point i can if there's a workout with double unders in it i'm doing the double unders nice but it's not pretty that's okay. It will be someday, like, right? Like, everyone's so great. You just jump and jump. I'm, like, doing tuck jumps and, like, moving more extravagantly. But, like, I don't feel like I'm being as extra as I am. <laughs> Probably that way on the dance floor, too, though. Yeah, that's all right. 
it's all good. Sober. Um, going back to kind of this uh, repeating things to get better at them, I know I've gotten good at something when I don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah. And I can just kind of flow with yeah. it. Um, and then I noticed that when it becomes too easy, my mind wanders, and then it's time to push myself to, like, take that next step. You know what I mean? Like, right. if you're... Well, and um, that is the whole concept of flow. It's where, like, the chat, like, it's a challenge, but you have the skills to meet the challenge. So flow doesn't happen when something's super easy, and it doesn't happen when something's super hard. Yeah. But it's, like, this golden zone of where you're just pushing yourself enough. Right. But that's, I mean, that to me is, like, if my mind's wandering, I'm like, I'm not working hard enough. I need to, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah push to the next level but that just again takes repetition and building that myelin sheath yes you, is that what you're I, building or is that what you're strengthening connecting yeah okay it I, like it actually gets if I'm understanding I, I think I need to go get a doctorate in neuroscience but. someday you're still young anyway well I'm old now I oh. turned 25 last Stop. month I don't want to hear anything Anyway, do you have anything else to add to this subject? I mean, I think, oh, like I said, like it's really hard to, to say like you should do X, Y, and Z for cross training. Yeah. Like if you came to me and said, hey, I want to get better at X, Y, and Z, then I could tell you, I think we'll you should this. do yeah. this, this, and this. I think another good point to make about cross training is, um, like a the community aspect of it like for me I hate working out by myself but it's so much easier to work out with people I find I yeah. went to Montana and like there are a few days like I wanted to get my workout in so I still did but like grinding out reps in the basement of an Airbnb is like <laughs> way not as fun as like going to the gym like people know your name like at a snap fitness gym, like you're not gonna have this experience. But for me, that's why I love CrossFit and Jiu-Jitsu yeah. because I have people you get to that make connections, know my name, yeah. and they're like, slap me on the back when I do a good job, and you know, we kind of keep track of each other. Um, and I think for a long time, I thought that I was not going to be doing the horses and the horse life justice if I had a life outside of the barn like that. I think that's a common, like, misconception. But, like, if I think about when I was there, like, I wasn't happy when I literally lived on the barn. Yeah. Just did the horses. Like, woke up, just did the horses, went to sleep, and, like, only left to get groceries. This is why you need multiple identities. Yes. And why in our intro, we're not just horse people we have these other aspects to our life i think that's really important the whole equestrian exactly and so i i think i mean there is like a you feel guilty about not being like 157 percent absorbed in the horses but like at the end of the day i feel like anything that i do with crossfit and jujitsu like i'm always making parallels to how can this help me with the horses? And what can I learn from this that's going to help me with horses? I learned stuff about fitness and nutrition for myself 
and I take it back to the horses and I learn stuff about the horses and then I can take it back to myself. So everything just gets improved and I feel like things are way better emotionally, yeah. mentally, physically. So I'm not going to justify like saying that I should be way more. Yeah absorb you know no i agree so let's move that i think that's a good segue into the mental yeah cross training um so self-talk like and how that affects your physical training i think that's a big one and just i think we've probably quoted this before but it's just a great quote um by henry ford whether you think you can or can't either way you are right so to me, that kind of sums up the self-talk. Yeah. Um, another thing that I find helpful is to thought label. So, like, um, are you, you're kind of familiar I, with I, that. I've, yeah. I've watched the TED Talk. I can actually picture where I was watching the TED Talk about this because it was such an epiphany for yeah. me. Yeah, thought labeling, it's just about when you're feeling frustrated because you made a mistake just label it in your head mistake or if it helps you say it out loud like mistake and then let it go and move on um or if you're having a thought you know label that helpful or unhelpful and then again let it go or move you, on. you can do it with your emotions too yeah. you say wow like i'm having anxiety over this and just the simple act of being like acknowledging your anxiety instead of trying to shove it down like most of us do it makes an incredible difference yeah and it's just to me really useful because then you don't get caught up in the story of it all yeah you know um because that's that's a big thing and then your mind just kind of like spins out of control but if you can just acknowledge what you're feeling or thinking and then move on um and again it's all about awareness which takes practice people so just give it a shot and keep at it um and then another thing that i think is important like when it comes to your mental state is a lot of times people are like oh I'm, i'm not motivated you know to do this exercise or this class or whatever you know they don't feel the motivation to cross train necessarily but a lot of times action creates motivation even though people think you need to be motivated to act a lot of times just by like taking that action that creates your motivation yeah and I like motivation is kind of crap like yeah motivation doesn't help you like you can't just make someone be motivated I think you have to like really deeply connect with your purpose for things and that's gonna be what keeps you coming back yeah um and that takes work like that takes the self-work and self-development and I think that um you know like someone walks into the gym and they say I want a six-pack well do they really want a six-pack or do they want like the attention and acceptance that it comes with having a six-pack um, and I think for me, you know, I, I kind of laugh when people say I'm muscular cause like I don't feel it. Like I, I was like flabby a little while back. And so they're like, oh yeah, like Tyler, like she looks tough. I'm like, that's hilarious. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not muscular. I'm not, but I, I am like, I look in the mirror. Um, but I think 
at the end of the day, like, it doesn't matter how big my muscles get or, like, how I look on the outside. I keep coming back to my cross training because of how it makes me feel on the inside. And right. That, the, it's that internal satisfaction. I the think. mental aspect. Yeah. And being able, like, for me, a CrossFit is the first thing I do in the morning. So being able to challenge myself and do something that's likely going to be harder than any of the other challenges that I'm going to face during the day, Mm -hmm. that just like helps level out anxiety. It helps you embrace like just a more warrior mindset a little bit. And like, I find the same from like the training that I've been doing at jujitsu. Like I'm fighting grown men basically right like what's what's gonna be more scary than that like a flat tire like i can handle that exactly you're tyler i climbed on top of someone and tried to like choke them you know i can i but i've literally cried over a flat tire before like the world is against me probably still do that because i'm not great at changing tires you might still cry no i don't think i'd cry i just you just wouldn't be happy. I'd probably call AAA and not deal with it myself. And you'd like... <laughs> but, like, would you feel like the world Defeated? is completely falling oh, no. apart? No, no. Like, my mental game's good on that Right, part, right. Well, and like, that's physically, like... Physically, I don't want to change a If tire. you train yourself physically... there's There's actually a part of your brain that's, like, right, it's designed to fight or flight. Like, we're, like, cavemen. Yeah. And we're, we've got to fight or fight for our lives. And so many people don't have an outlet for that fight or flight response that it's just like spitting out on stupid stuff like being stuck in traffic where, you know, you know my, my horse lost his shoe and I, I'm not going to make my lesson today. Like, those things are not the end of the world. But if you don't have some sort of outlet that says like, I'm challenging myself, I'm pushing myself to the limit, then it feels like the end of the world. That's a super point. Super point. Really good. I like that. Super point. See, this is why I'm good in my clinics and stuff because yeah. I just like just go. think things and and just say it and I, it all comes it all out. comes together. So another thing for mental cross training is um, visualize the skills you want to be able to do. Tyler, you want to go on this for a little bit because I think you read a book. Yeah, about... there there was. Um, I think we talked about it in. The last, was it last? I think last, it was last podcast time, yeah. actually like that when you're watching someone do something the same mm-hmm. part of your brain is activated but visualization like so important because I think it kind of helps bridge the gap of that I like identity crisis that you might have mm-hmm. so for me like when I'm learning a new skill at the gym I can't I couldn't do a pull-up but as soon as I started visualizing my, like, doing a pull-up, I got closer and closer and closer and made myself believe that that was something that I could do. Um, I love visualization. I used it when I, I had my big training three-day fall on, yeah. at the steeplechase fence, and I visualized jumping that fence yeah. so many times before I actually had to go back out and do it again because there was a year I fell off at a fall training three day and I waited an entire year to go back to that same competition to do that same exact jump. And so I spent that year visualizing getting over the jump. Yeah. Visualization. It's a good, good tool for sure. Um, I always use that on like my cross country course walks, especially when things are like a little tough and scary. I just like picture myself 
going through those how I want, you know, and it's helpful. Also, sometimes visualizing how things possibly could go wrong and then visualizing how you would fix it. Yes, that's a very important yeah. part because it's not just about positive. And especially if you feel very confident going yeah. into something, you, you should absolutely be considering the options of what you're going to do. And like you're not dwelling, you're not worrying, but you're creating a plan of action yeah. and a calm state of mind for like, okay, if this happens, like I'm going to take a breath, I'm going to take a circle and I'm going to get back to it. Yep, for sure. So, um Yeah. Should we should we do this part? Um I think that we think have we pretty kinda, much covered it yeah. and I think we're Let's move on pushing to the, listener. We're pushing. We're, we're pushing the talking. time. Our podcasts keep getting longer and yeah. longer. I think our first one was like 30, <laughs> 30 minutes. And now we're like oh, hour we're and high. a half. So like. we're going to start wrapping this up with a listener question. All right. Hannah asks, how do you balance barn work, cross training, time, and energy? Going to the gym before work, um, and I feel like my performance at the gym has gone down since I started working in a barn again. I'm also tired all day at work. Do you have any good advice for battling burnout? Well, I think this is a common struggle, so you're definitely not alone. Um, first of all, I applaud you for doing the gym right away in the morning, because, again, we've talked about that. Yeah, it's good. Um, doing the gym. Doing the gym. <laughs> doing the gym. Lift the weights. Yeah, exactly. Going to the gym. Um, anyways, but... Maybe you need to change your gym routine and be kind to yourself on the days you're feeling tired. You know, because it can be easy to be like, I'm going to the gym and I'm doing this workout. But like some days you may have to adjust, I think. Okay, I don't agree. Um, <laughs> you don't agree? Wait, did you just tell her not to go to the gym? No, I said go to the gym, but change your... Maybe that came across wrong. Don't change when you go to the gym because I think morning is a really good okay. good time to do it. But, like, change your actual routine once you get there, yeah. possibly. Yeah. You know? Like, don't be stuck in having to do the same thing every day or the, like, well, she does prescriptive I just, I, I know this listener. She, yeah. She does CrossFit, so it's different every day. Okay. I'm well, sorry. I'm just shutting you down on all aspects. I think that if you're going to make a commitment to go to the gym and, like, you should keep that commitment because I think we've talked about before. It's yeah. like really good to have streaks of things. Like the more that you do something every in a row, like the better it is. But it does sound like we're having some sort of recovery problem because you yeah. shouldn't be tired. Cross training is supposed to actually, actually increase your, your energy. energy for sure. And so um, I think I'd look into like maybe some so, yeah, um, diet problems and sleeping problems because yeah. recovery if you're feeling tired and burnt out is the first thing that you need to go to yeah I, I would say just thinking about the diet is probably yeah a big one you know we've talked about diet before yes so we won't ramble on um but yeah diet and sleep she's a vegetarian though okay well if you are a vegetarian you um or a vegan like you usually need to do a B12 supplement because you can't, you're less likely to get that in your diet um, unless you're eating things where there's like B vitamins added into it. Yeah. Um, so that might be something to 
to just look into. Yeah, and I think if you really are doing that much work, like going to the gym and then going to the barn, you'd actually be surprised at how much food takes to support that lifestyle. Um, Especially when you're eating clean, which is obviously ideal. Um, I think a lot of the problems with people who are eating junk food is like you're actually malnourished. Like you're eating, but you're not getting the nutrients you need. So if you're eating a very nutrient-dense whole foods diet, it takes quite a bit to fuel proper training. And I just like this. Yeah. If you're doing a light yoga class or Pilates and stuff like that, that's not as serious. But I I just know this particular listener. Yeah. And I know that she's training CrossFit on top of working in the barn. And like if you're serious about performance and you want to say like, I'm my lifts are going up and I have energy throughout the day. You need to really dial in um, because metabolic conditioning, which is what CrossFit is, is your ability to turn food into energy. Yeah. So you're just wasting yeah. too much so energy. So I think looking into the food situation yeah. would be really helpful. Okay, and take a rest day. And take a rest day for sure. Or if you need to, take two. Yeah. Not all. I'm the bad time. at taking that advice. But. Yeah, it's okay to rest. Um, All right, so actionable advice for the month. Um, Okay, so that thing that you've always wanted to do but never gotten around to try, like fitness is a very wide range. Dancing, martial arts, spin class, orange theory, Pilates, yoga, Mm -hmm. hot yoga, aerial yoga, goat yoga. Like there's so many things (laughs) that are like, wow, I want to try that. That seems really fun, but I'm nervous. Just do it. Do it. Do it. People are so nice in the fitness community too. Like you think that like we're here, someone walks in and they've like never done a fitness class in their life. You think the person that has like dedicated their life to fitness is going to come in and judge you because you don't know. No, they're going to be like, look at you. I used to be just like you. I used to not know anything about this. And like, come, let me show you my world and how happy you're going to be when you like start training. That is such good advice. Um, yeah. So do it. If you feel inspired to do something, don't think about it. Just do it. Yeah. And then post a, a picture of it and tag the whole equestrian on Instagram. Boom. Do that. All right. So what's next? Tyler, do you have any clinics coming up? I have nothing scheduled on the calendar, but I am open for, yeah. for some things. Yeah. And I think your clinics so far have been quite popular. Yeah. So I'm really hoping that you can keep, we're, keep that going. Yeah. We're talking about trying to get something together for our locals in um, Pennsylvania, maybe even like something at Emily's house here. So, oh yeah. I forgot that we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. We need to I'm do just that. inviting strangers over to your house. Emily. No, we're going to, we're going to work on that. The whole equestrian um, meet and greet slash mental toughness training session. Yes. Okay, we'll, we'll, adding that to my to-do list. We're going to work on that, get something posted. Boom, finish. okay. All right, um, I have a clinic this Saturday, August 10th, which um, I don't know, this may or may not air before that. We'll see. But we'll see. <laughs> um, anyway, I am excited to do that. If you want to know more about my clinics, just check out Emily Hamill Eventing's Facebook page. Um, and then... Like we said, we're trying to start putting together um, kind of the whole equestrian type clinics, and I have some feelers out for doing stuff in the fall. So again, we will keep you posted. 
Um, we'll also be at the USEA convention, so make sure you've got your tickets to that. That's going to be a blast. Yep. And um, then next month, we're going to, for our topic... Sorry, did I cut you off? Were no, you... it's okay. okay. I'm good. I'm rolling. Okay. We're, we're, I'm just we're nervous about the pull, end here because... Okay. So we're going to do a listener poll again for next month's topic. And um, our choices are going to be investing in the process or dealing with setbacks. So we will have that poll on our Facebook page. Please make sure to vote because we want to talk about what you want to hear. Yes. So... We hope you were able to gain some valuable insight on how to cross-train your life. We always enjoy feedback, so please check us out on all of our social media accounts at The Whole Equestrian. And while you're at it, subscribe and give us a five-star review on whatever Whatever medium that you listen to us on. Exactly. So, um, thanks so much for listening. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness. And in the meantime, enjoy the ride. Thank you.